0: Dear listeners, welcome to the N-EcoCast podcast, where we discuss impactful and pressing environmental concerns. On this episode of the podcast, we are in conversation with Dr. Gayatri Suresh and the topic of today's discussion would be antimicrobial resistance. Alright, so uh, a very
1: warm welcome to all the audience. Uh, Dr. Gayatri Suresh is here with us for the inaugural session of the podcast session that we have started. Dr. Gayatri Suresh has completed her graduation and post-graduation in Microbiology from Delhi University and University of Pune, respectively. Post this, she obtained her doctoral degree in Environmental Biotechnology from the University of Quebec in Canada. She has worked in government as well as private institutes in India and Canada, and her research experience spans the fields of drug resistance, tuberculosis, therapeutic proteins, and emerging contaminants. Her passion lies in the area of antimicrobial resistance and its eventual ramifications on human health and environment. Currently, she is working as a research associate at All India Institute of Medical Science, New Delhi, where she is studying the prevalence of emerging contaminants and endocrine disrupting compounds in aquatic resources based in Delhi National Capital Region. Well, I must say the intro of Dr. Suresh is is a very humble one and her achievements are indeed an inspiration to uh, many of us working at this field. Dr. Suresh, well, it's our great pleasure to have you here on our podcast show. A very good afternoon to you, first of all.
2: Thank you, Dr. Kumar. And uh, I must say, I was very impressed by this idea that you're planning to have these podcasts. And I'm uh, very, very honored that uh i will be a part of this first podcast so thank you very much
1: thank you dr suresh uh, all right so for our audiences as the you know the title shows uh, we are going to learn and interact with you dr suresh about the antibiotic resistance what little we know about the antibiotic resistance is that they occur when you know bacteria virus fungi and even parasites they do change and evolve over time in our infected body and they no longer respond to medicines. Well, such phenomenon increases the risk of, you know, disease spread, severe illness, disability, and even death. Um, It will be quite okay to say that their emergence and spread are accelerated by human activity. Well, mainly looking at both sides of the coin, I mean, misuse and overuse of antibiotics, and uh, when we use antibiotics to prevent and control infections in not only humans, but animals and plants, it's also uh, needless to say that these antibiotic resistance has significant cost for uh, health as well as the national economy. Dr. Suresh, you have been working on ABR, which is antibiotic resistance. I'm sure you're going to use this acronym quite a lot in our talk for quite a long time now. and. Uh, as an expert, what do you have to say about the antibiotic resistance to our audiences who might not be too aware of this so-called hidden pandemic?
2: So, um, yes, as Dr. Kumar says, its it can be compared to a hidden pandemic. And, um, you know, the, the entire facet of ABR is so broad that people really probably might not understand what all ramifications it would have eventually. Like for example, I'll, I'll give a very small example that during the COVID pandemic, uh, Azithromycin and a couple of uh, uh, drugs were prescribed, you know, to probably one person. And I remember there was this uh, forwarded message that was coming on WhatsApp. Uh, and it, it had been forwarded so many times that if you're testing COVID positive, here's a list of medicines that you have to have. And it has, uh, you know, paracetamol, vitamin, uh, complexes, blah, blah, blah. And uh, one or two antibiotics, which we have probably prescribed just to that person for a specific set of symptoms. And it is so rampant that we see uh, in India, you know, if somebody has, let's say, a throat problem. They just go to a pharmacy and then they say, okay, I'll have one strip of azithromycin. Or if someone has a stomach upset they immediately ask for a strip of Norflox and you know the, the the problem really starts over there when people first of all when they try to self-medicate because uh, as uh, Dr. Kumar said that antibiotic resistance it, it actually comes under a bigger umbrella of antimicrobial resistance so you know infections in humans can be caused by bacteria, by viruses, by fungi, parasites so like logically speaking if you have a bacterial infection you would take an antibiotic if you have a fungal infection you take an antifungal if you have a viral infection then you take an antiviral but if you take an antibiotic for an for a viral infection it is not going to have any effect with respect to treatment of the infection so uh like I, a lot of uh, the the spread of or the emergence and the spread of the antibiotic resistance comes from uh, a a very casual use of antibiotics especially in developing countries you know so it's a a big issue that needs to be addressed because uh, you know antibiotics are they, they are so essential to people not just for treating infections you know, if if somebody's having, let's say, a joint replacement surgery or any kind of surgery for that matter, you need to put them on antibiotics so that they don't have any kind of secondary infections. So, if you're actually, you know, breaking down the defense line that we have, it has a much, much greater uh, negative effect than people can probably imagine. So, According to a WHO report, it's estimated that by 2050 there could be about 10 million deaths just uh, as uh, just attributed to antibiotic resistance, which is a huge number. So if, if you think of it in terms that people are dying of infections for which medicines are not working, it's really something big to think about, you know.
3: Can you please elucidate the potential implications on both human health and the environment like regarding the environmental concern that we are exploring today such as in the context of public health that what are the primary health risks associated with the environment factor and the discussion or subsequently in the context of environmental aspects what are the direct and indirect consequences the environmental concern that we are exploring today poses to ecosystem biodiversity or overall environment stability
1: okay
2: so about 70% of any antibiotics that you consume is going to be excreted unmetabolized only 30% of the total dosage is uh, you know metabolized in your body so the remaining 70% will come out in the waste such as in the feces or the urine so all of that is going to the sewage treatment plants and most of the sewage treatment plants they are not really equipped to kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, degrade the antibiotics before the waste is discharged into the environment. So, whatever you're eating now is eventually going to go into the environment. And antibiotics have been classified as an uh, emerging contaminant in the environment because they can get accumulated in the, uh, let's say, if, if you have a wastewater discharge that is going into a water body so you will find antibiotic residues in the water body you will find the antibiotic residues in the in 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 fish for example and you know eventually it is a cycle that all comes back to the human so when you have an, an antibiotic resistance genes when they are present in the environment that uh I mean uh i i'd like to go into a little bit of microbiology over here because so bacteria have a mechanism of horizontal gene transfer so when it when genes are transferred from one generation to another that would be a vertical gene transfer but bacteria can transfer genes from one genus to another so if you have an e coli it can transfer its resistance genes to say a Klebsiella. so right now in the environment you have created a resistant Klebsiella, because it has got these resistance genes from the E. coli, so there could be a generation of a wider uh, range of uh, uh, of of resistant bacteria, which can again cause infections in uh, in humans. And additionally, another big aspect when it comes to antibiotics and the environment is the use of antibiotics in animal feed. So, in animals. Uh, antibiotics can be used either to treat infection and more commonly they are used as growth promoting agents. You know, so if I if, if I'm am I'm a chicken farmer and I want my poultry to be uh, having uh, to be gaining weight fast because that will mean more profit for me. So I will give them a low dose of antibiotics and it, it has been I mean, it's been a practice for several decades now that uh, that low dose of antibiotics is actually going to increase their body weight. Gain. But again, you know, when uh, 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 all uh, if there is let's say uh, wastewater that is coming out from these uh, animal rearing places or from the poultry litter. Again it will have these antibiotic residues, it will have these antibiotic resistant organisms and consequently antibiotic resistance genes. So it is all eventually going into the environment.
3: So, ma'am, um if we t- are talking about the antibiotics right now, uh, Asian countries where these antibiotics are available over the counter, and uh, there are no limits that how much uh, you are going to prescribe or how much is somebody going to buy. So uh, could you please elaborate current state of these antibiotic resistant genes and the like most effective strategies for mitigating their impact in the healthcare and the environment?
2: Okay. So, as uh, all of you will be aware, it is very easy in India for us. We don't even need to have a prescription from a physician or a doctor. We can just go to a counter and say one strip of ciprofloxacin. Okay. So, uh, as I had said, this is one of the major reasons that is uh, uh, responsible for the rampant spread of uh, antibiotic resistance here. Now, the government has, uh, you know... uh, started to take some action against this particular problem. So, uh, we have a national action plan for AMR, for uh, antimicrobial resistance. And uh, it deals with several aspects. So, the the main primary aim of this is to create awareness amongst the people, amongst the general public, that, you know, A, you don't go and buy antibiotics on your own. You buy antibiotics only when it is prescribed by a particular physician, and if it is a five-day course, you complete your five-day course because non-adherence to a prescribed uh, uh, a prescribed dosage or or uh, uh, you know prescribed course of antibiotic it has been one of the biggest reasons for the development of uh, drug-resistant tuberculosis in India. Then uh, another aspect of this national action plan is surveillance. So there is a strict need of surveillance of the uh, dosage of the antibiotics, how much of it is prescribed, if it's pre- if the correct antibiotic is prescribed. Well, then it might be easier, let's say, in a larger hospital, but focus also needs to be given on to the tertiary care centers, or you know, uh, you have these small health centers in rural areas. So an active surveillance needs to be done as to how the antibiotic is prescribed to the patient. Then another key component is the prevention of infections. So in in effect, you are kind of reducing the amount of antibiotics that is to be given. If you're preventing the infection, then you're not prescribing antibiotics. Then uh, as I had mentioned that uh, antibiotics are used not just in healthcare but they're also used in agriculture they're used in um, uh, animal husbandry so they have to be more uh, uh, efforts on optimizing the use of antibiotics in all these sectors and of course uh, the key component of uh, uh, is would be for the uh, you know you know you invest more into research and development you look into newer avenues either into the development of new antibiotics or into uh, you know alternatives to antibiotics that can be used so these are i mean when you talk about policies so these are the major things that are being looked at by the government but obviously these things take time so let's hope that things will get better in a few years
0: Thank you, ma'am, for your insights on the policy framework that you just discussed. Uh, We got to know about the National Action Plan for AMR. uh, As you described, awareness, surveillance and prevention and also optimizing the use of antibiotics in animal and agricultural farming. Ma'am, so these are uh, broad topics. As of now, where we see India is right now, ma'am, we are just running a rat race towards best production and increasing our GDP. So, uh, how far do you see are these goals of uh, raising surveillance prevention and optimizing the uses of these antibiotics in general? Also ma'am, a new field is upcoming. Uh, What I hear is that uh, environmental-friendly antibiotics uh, are being discussed uh, worldwide, especially by the UN. That could be uh, a possible uh, remediation towards antibiotic resistance genes. What is your uh, say on uh, this, ma'am? You see, when you talk about a nation's economic development
2: and GDP, it is essential to look at the role that AMR plays over here. So currently, it has been estimated that uh, the loss to GDP due to AMR lies between 0.4 to 1.6%. And this is in terms of death, in terms of uh, disability, in terms of um, increased uh, health care expenses, uh, the loss of uh, productive working hours, etc. So, which is why tackling AMR has been an important agenda of the government. And that is why they rolled out the National Action Plan that I talked about. But of course, there have been certain challenges with respect to effective implementation of the NEP. Uh, such as there have been funding issues, Uh, there have been issues with respect to collaboration uh, between the uh, various sectors that are involved such as the health sector, the food production sector, the environmental sector, Uh, all of which uh, uh, are being worked on and there has been progress with respect to this. So, for example the ICMR had uh, initiated several surveillance and uh, research centers aimed uh, specifically at AMR and uh, this uh, the data obtained from these centers uh, helped us to gain uh, certain insights with respect to the pattern of drug resistance in common or prevalent pathogens so this kind of a data would eventually be helpful in uh, formulating policies with respect to antibiotic usage. So, as I mentioned, it is a uh, work in progress and uh, these things take time. Uh, now, coming to the second part of your question that is green antimicrobial. So, this has been an active area of uh, study for the past few years and presently research is being carried out in multiple fields such as the use of uh, natural extracts, from plants or from seaweed, uh, the identification of uh, novel microbial isolates, which would be a potential source of new antimicrobials, then uh, the use of uh, broad-spectrum uh, antimicrobial peptides is being looked into as a so uh, as an alternative to antimicrobials, and uh, studies have also. Uh, uh, studies are also being carried out on the use of uh, green chemistry techniques Uh, this is for the synthesis of uh, uh, antimicrobials which have a low persistence in the environment so in a sense you are talking about decreasing the environmental load of uh, antimicrobials but again till we have a safe and effective alternative the only way forward is the judicious use of antibiotics
0: Uh, So ma'am, we are at the helm of it, we are doing research and development in this field, we are currently researching on this topic, but uh, we're just working on a lab scale, you have worked uh, and have much more experience as compared to us. So ma'am what would you say that uh, would be pressing topics for India right now to work on the fields and how do you think we can raise awareness along with researching these topics at a much broader domain such that we're actually able to make an impact on uh, the growing problem of antibiotic resistance?
1: So
2: I think the first thing that needs to be done is to prevent the -the over-the-counter sale of antibiotics. It should not be accessible to everyone and anyone. You know, even when you're buying uh, uh, veterinary antibiotics, for example, you need to have a specific uh, uh, official document that allows you to buy this much and you ensure that this is for that use, you know. So, if you stop that, automatically the the, the, the access of the people is limited. So, that you can control the misuse to some extent then the main thing i think is that we ourselves need to be aware and we need to make the people around us aware you know like there are so many people who think that okay i had a fever last week uh, last month and the doctor had prescribed me uh, ciprofloxacin and uh, i have a fever this month so why spend that extra money to go to a doctor and get a prescription that medicine worked for me last month it would work for me next this month as well So you know, that is the kind of mindset that needs to be changed self medication is 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 a big big thing that we need to address and the third thing what we can do at our level of course is uh, if uh, like i said adhering to the uh, to to the uh, Uh, antibiotic dosage like if if it is prescribed that you have to have it for five days you do not stop after three days even though symptomatically you start feeling better you know because that that is what uh, it's again like like i mentioned it is one of the major reasons why india is uh, india has the leading number of tuberculosis deaths in india uh, in, in the world because people don't adhere to the to the prescribed uh, regimen of the drug Also, creating awareness you know there, there are a lot of uh, uh, programs that are in place for example there is a national antimicrobial awareness week so so the, these are just things that can be probably implemented in uh, different universities or as a uh, you know as a as a uh, in, in educational institutes to increase the awareness among students and a general population as well.
3: Okay, so ma'am, uh, can we just uh, talk a little about the global perspective and the like collaborative solutions for it, uh, If we uh, just to like make it a little simpler, uh, let us say we have uh, WHO, we have like uh, international or Indian medical associations where there are like uh, medical professionals involved, where there are healthcare policy makers involved. So like uh, is there like a thing in which antibiotic resistance uh, can be called a global issue and like uh, could you please discuss efforts and collaboration across the nations or healthcare sectors aimed at uh, specifically combating this problem or like what innovative approaches in terms of supplying of these medicines or like creating policies or being explored to uh, address the antibiotic resistance because I'm sure this is not uh, the problem for uh, India alone this can be a problem for uh, such nations which are still developing or still uh, coming out of such problems so uh, can there be uh, such developments in terms of strategies and policies to find uh, new uh, alternatives for this antibiotic uh, gene resistance thing?
2: Yes. So, WHO has a plan of its own. It's called the Global Action Plan on Antimicrobial Resistance. So, this was adopted in uh, 2015. So, the National Action Plan of India, it's basically based on the objectives of the World uh, Health Organization's uh, GAP, the Global Action Plan. So, as I mentioned, so what they are looking at is, again, the improving the awareness, uh, strengthening the surveillance to reduce infection control, optimizing the use of antibiotics and, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, inventions, uh, increasing investments in uh, newer medicines into uh, vaccines for prevention of diseases or for development of alternative therapeutic modalities for antibiotics. So it is something that has been happening for a very long time. And uh, I I think it it needs a kind of global uh, uh, cooperation, you know, because it's not isolated to one single country or one single state or one single district. It is prevalent everywhere. So I I think there there needs to be a lot more uh, uh, collaboration and cooperation between uh, countries, be, be it for uh, decreasing the amount of antibiotics that are used in animal husbandry, for example, for animal rearing, or for just a joint effort to develop a newer uh, uh, alternative therapeutic uh, um, option as an alternative to antibiotics. So, it's like I said, it's an ongoing process. We need to revisit some. Uh, maybe some older uh, techniques, such as sparge therapy, for example, off the top of my head. But yeah, it's an ongoing process.
1: Well, thank you so much, Dr. Suresh. Uh, wow, that's some talk. Uh, it's an extraordinary feeling to have you here, Dr. Suresh. And uh, you rightly highlighted the you know, impact of uh, antibiotic resistance in environment. Um, by providing our audiences both a general as well as the advanced perspective and overview so, so clearly. Uh, You highlighted the significance of uh, high antibiotic usage and how eventually it goes back to the environment and affects us uh, that silently. It also felt great that you broadly discussed on the National Action Plan, which is dedicated towards the right prescription of uh, antibiotics, dealing various aspects such as awareness to general public, alternative to antibiotics, and how we could eventually stop and control spreading its influence. We also discussed on how it totally, uh, you know, in totality, basically, this these antibiotic uses is, is affecting the national economy. And we need to place effective plans, policy and uh, programs and also a global cooperation as you suggested Dr. Suresh to control if not eradicate completely the impact of these antibiotics on our health and, and environment. I'm sure your talk your talk on this antibiotic resistance would certainly help us to be more aware on this emerging yet engulfed tragic the world is silently listening to. It's our pleasure to have you here Dr. Suresh once again. Thank you so much.
2: Uh, thank you, Dr. Kumar. Uh, so, I, I hope I was able to give a little bit of insight onto this field. As I, as I mentioned, AMR, ABR, it's, it's, it's a whole uh, whole wide umbrella of topics that come under this, you know. So, I've, I've tried to be a little bit concise. But um, if you have any questions, you can always uh, get in touch with me. I, I i would be happy to help Wow,
1: well, you were spot on dr suresh and yes for our audiences uh, you will see the uh, contact details of dr suresh in our description uh, in the wallpaper and you can then interact with her and if you have any questions and you know unanswered or in your mind then you know you can directly reach her i think that would be great dr suresh if you are not having any obligations or problems in that absolutely not no problem okay okay Okay. so uh, wow Uh, a great Sunday and thank you Dr. Suresh for uh, for this lovely lovely interaction and uh, wish you a very very nice day ahead bye bye
2: thank you same to you and thank you so much for having such an interesting interactive session I had a lot of fun doing this thank you so much